hello and welcome bug catchers hello and welcome josh hello and welcome tanner i guess we shouldn't call them bug catchers anymore we should call them club members club members hello and welcome club members hello and welcome (laughs) josh to experience share a pokemon podcast my name is tanky aka tanner greenring tanky and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kakunosh, Kakunosh, a.k.a. Josh Fjellstad. We didn't realize when we set out on this that you still are trapped with Gen 1 and Gen 2 names once again. There's no Gen 2 Pokemon in this game. I forgot that, like, Fossil and Jungle and Base Set do not have all of them. Gen 2. I don't even know what that means. So <laughs> The actual Pokemon trading card game. I've never played it. As Josh just spoiled, we are <laughs> playing the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. It came out in... It came out in Japan in 1998, and it came out in the U.S. in 2000. Wow. This does not feel like a game that came out in 2000. What year does it feel like it came out? 94. <laughs> yeah. It's a far inferior game to gold, silver, crystal. Well, in terms of, like, storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But complexity of the battles is... I was actually pretty impressed with this thing. No, it's a, it's a cool game. It's very fun. It is complex. But it's, like, it's not much of a narrative. And, like... No. It's not much to, like, look at. And I think the reason for that is it was developed by Hudson Soft, which also made Super Smash Brothers. They're one of the, like, basically subsidiaries of Nintendo. So though Nintendo was the publisher, Pokemon Company were not involved. Right. Okay. We are doing an interstitial set of episodes here where we're playing through the Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy Color game. It's a burden to Google things for this game and typing out. Oh, man. Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy Color. Game. Yeah. Anytime you're looking for anything, it's a disaster. It's like, oh, I want to know what the what's the full list of Pokemon cards in Pokemon trading card game game for Game Boy Color. For Game Boy Color, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are playing through this game. It is a short game, but we will probably take three or four episodes to do it. It was going to be, as we announced last week, three gyms per episode, but one of us is a fucking casual (laughs) and couldn't get it done. First of all, first of all, it didn't make any sense what we were saying originally. It didn't make any sense because there's eight gyms and four Elite Four. Right. So it would have been weird to like beat one Elite Four and then stop and then come back and beat the other three the next week. Right. Well, it would have been two Elite Four. And Josh is a fucking casual. Well. He only got two gyms done this week. So what we're going to do instead. uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I technically basically did another gym as well. And then I got trapped because apparently this thing doesn't let you advance to certain club masters unless you have a certain number of cards in your deck. Which is not a rule that it explains, by the way. Among many, among many rules that this game does not explain. Well, it does explain it. And when? When does it do that? It potentially does explain it because there is a lengthy text encyclopedia at the very start of the game. Oh, I read that. The lab tech, Sam, makes you just sit down and read for a while on a Game Boy screen. And it's like, I'm not reading this. I've played Magic the Gathering. I'll figure it out. (laughs) I read some of it, but I gave up. 
I think what the plan is now, barring any more acts of casual, non-leet gaming on the part of my co-host. Okay, I mean, you didn't think you were going to be able to pull it off either. But I did, I did. Between mountains of work and raising a kid, I did pull it off. I think it's fair to say both of us underestimated the complexity of the game. I said to my wife this evening, at the end of the day, after work, I said, I know I've been working all day, I'm sorry, but I do need you to watch the kids so I can go play Pokemon. And she did, and I beat, well, we won't talk about it. We'll talk about him next week, because this week we're only talking about the first two gyms, the Lightning Club and the Rock Club. And that's fine, because we got to explain how this fucking thing works anyway. That's true. The next few weeks we'll probably do... We'll do three clubs. So the next two weeks we'll do three clubs, and then we'll do the Elite Four. Yeah. So it looks like we're looking for four episodes out of this thing. Also, play along. It's on Virtual Console on um, 3DS and 2DS, so. five ninety nine. Yeah. You're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. It's very fun. I've already sunk more hours than dollars into this thing. As we just compared screenshots of our character profiles. Not <laughs> only have I beaten three gyms and have more cards than you, but I've done it in less time. Well. It's an efficiency. We have different approaches. Okay. Let's get down to business, Joshua. Yeah. Tell me how this game works. Because I didn't read the encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how it works. There are only seven energy types in this game. Yeah. Some of them, like grass, poison, and rock fighting, do exist in the game. But only grass and fighting are represented by energy in this. So... You'll still have those other types, but in terms of the energy that you use to power the Pokemon, there are only grass, fire, water, lightning, psychic, fighting, and colorless, which is like normal type, basically. Wait, just to explain what you just said. So like, for instance, Geodude is in this game. There's a Geodude card. Right. But Geodude's powers are mostly fighting based in this rather than rock. Yeah, but there is this nuance to like basically aesthetics like if you didn't know pokemon already going into this you would be extremely confused because some of them like geodude rhyhorn onyx are also rock pokemon right so water attacks will be super effective against them but they're not like rock in type which is like a crazy nuance so like their moves are fighting moves yeah so like Normal is weak against, like, Geodude's moves. Yeah, exactly. Because they're fighting base moves. On the bottom left of the display when you're looking at a card, similar to the actual trading card game, it will just to say what is it resistant to and what's it weak to. And that's the only way other than just knowledge and aesthetics. We know that I already struggle with type matchups, so... That's why I'm very surprised that you managed to clear all these gyms already. I'm really good at trading card games. It's to simplify it, and that's easier for you to work with. I've always been good at trading card games. I'm, I love Magic. I like Gwent. I like Hearthstone. Yeah. I even like that bad Elder Scrolls trading card game that they came out with. I liked Hearthstone. I did Magic growing up. I occasionally will play it but i don't own any cards i loved gwent yeah and elder scrolls that didn't really take unfortunately okay continue okay so for pokemon to attack you need to attach that energy to them you have seven cards in your hand right so each deck can have up to 60 cards yeah you play pokemon out in front of you and then if you have energy that powers their moves 
you put the energy like on the Pokemon. Right. And colorless will just count for like anything. So you could put out one Pokemon per turn in battle and you can put out one energy per turn. And if you need to evolve a Pokemon, that counts as putting out a new Pokemon. So if you evolve in a turn, then that's your placement. You can't put out an evolved form unless the preceding form is already on the battlefield. Yeah. So you have one attacking Pokemon or defending Pokemon. Yeah. And then you have a bench. And on the bench, you can put up to five. Yep. And each of those, you can pile energy, pile evolutions, what do whatever with in yep. the background. Some of my best moves in these battles was just like biding my time while I slowly evolved and powered up my Pokemon on the bench. Yeah, I had a couple of those. There was one particularly memorable match with, I think, um, Rock Club member Matthew. Okay. He brought out like a Snorlax and I brought out a Kangaskhan and both of them were just sitting and chilling, doing no damage to each other. Yeah. And then in the background, we were just stacking our benches with these like fully evolved forms and all this energy and shit. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. My deck is evolve heavy, I will say. Yeah. I also have kind of been favoring a teching approach. Okay. Continue. Some of the Pokemon have Pokemon powers which is basically a precursor for abilities. So Venusaur, for example, has uh, energy trance, I think, and it can transfer energy from Pokemon to other Pokemon. Huh. And then like Alakazam has power swap, which means it can transfer its damage around. Omanyte let me see all of my competitors' cards like face up every time they drew a card. Oh, yeah, Clairvoyance. That one is good. Yeah. Yeah, so those are basically an innate power Pokemon have, like abilities in the later gens. And in battles, how they end. You either run out of prizes, which will scale. It's anywhere from like three to six. Yep. So three to six rounds of Pokemon, basically. And when you knock out a competitor's Pokemon you pick up a prize. Yeah, and the prize, which I also figured out last night because I had to research, I was getting freaked out about it. The prize is just a card that's from your deck. Yeah. And it goes into your hand immediately. Yeah. And you don't, it's not like... You're not losing cards. Yeah, so you, you just KO Pokemon. They each have hit points. Every 10 hit points is one little, like... Dot. Dot. What was normally, like, a little... um. One of those like Moncala stones. Yeah, yeah. In the in the actual game. There's another win state, which happened to me several times, which I loved when it did happen, which is your competitor didn't have enough eligible Pokemon to play. Oh yeah. So like they would put out one Pokemon and then you would kill it and then they didn't have any other Pokemon on their bench, so they would lose. Yeah, you always have to have a Pokemon on the bench. And if you don't and your attacking Pokemon gets knocked out, then you you're out. Yeah. And the nice part about this Game Boy Color game is when you beat a trainer or a, a club member or a club master, they give you one to three booster decks full of cards. Oh, yeah. So if you can manage to do this like quick KO where you knock out their one and only Pokemon before they can bench another, you still get this fucking like fabulous prize of like two booster decks. Right. So it's like, that's really the way to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. The booster packs are where it's at. You get 10 cards. I think it functions like the same way that they did with the real, the physical booster packs, where like there's always one energy and then one like 
rare, uncommon, good card, and then just like a mix of yeah. common and uncommon shit in there. Yeah. Very satisfying. Open those bad boys. And then the other kind of rule is every Pokemon has like one or two moves. Right. Powered by the energy attached to them. A lot of them, most of them do damage, but some of them do effects. So like confusion or paralysis or things like that. So it's like you will do something that causes confusion and it's generally down to a coin flip, which is infuriating at times. Everything is a coin flip in this game. Yeah. It's like coin flip abuse, and I'm someone who does make probably an inordinate number of decisions based on flipping a coin, the iOS app. This was too much for me. You're like Two-Face from Batman. If you flip a coin in real life, you either get exactly what you wanted or you realize exactly what you wanted. Wow. So I actually do believe in flipism. Have you ever read Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No, I've seen the play. Well, yeah. Well, then you must love it because it's all about flipping coins. I, I do like it. Yeah. I think that was part of like why that was embedded in my brain because I saw it in high school. There was one Pokemon that I had that had a number of coin flip based moves that would kind of like keep me in the game a little longer. It was Shelter. Oh, yeah. And he only has three hit points or 30 hit points, but whatever. He has three dots. Yeah. So he's very weak. And he only has two moves, each of which cost one energy to deploy. The first is Confusion. Or it's like Confuse Ray? Confuse Ray, something. I don't know. It's It causes confusion. Yeah. And you cast it, and then it's a coin flip. And if it lands on heads, the other player is confused. And what that means is on their turn, when they attack, they do a coin flip. And if it la- lands on <laughs> tails, yeah. they do 20 damage to themselves. So I would do that, and then he has a move called Hide and Shell, which is another (laughs) one energy move, and it's on a coin flip, if you get heads, you take no damage the next turn. Yeah. So I would just keep this fucking Shelter out and, like, defeat Tauroses that had, you know, ten times the hit points I did by just confusing them and then hiding in my shell so they couldn't hurt me. And they just kept hurting themselves. God, that's a nightmare. And it's all in a coin flip. So, like, sometimes it would be totally unlucky. Like, you wouldn't get the confusion and you wouldn't hide in your shell. And then Taurus would do, like, a rampage and kill you in one hit. Right. But then sometimes you could, like, I could literally stretch the game out to the point where the Taurus killed itself from its own confusions. And in the background, I'm, like, sitting and, like, building up these, like, hosses. Yeah. It's pretty fun. One of the other fascinating things which we basically just touched on is like the moves do not always function in the same way that they do in the game itself, in the video games. So string shot, for example, kind of slaps in this because get a stupid Caterpie, which is like one green energy to just have it do string shot. String shot does 10 damage, but then also the opponent will have to flip a coin and if you, they get tails, then they're paralyzed as well. Right. So string shot sucks in the video game, but like pretty decent for one energy move in this. Yeah. And Squirtle has bubble, which like in the game is just a move, you know? It's a water type move, a weak one. Yeah. In this one, it's still weak, except it also 
has a chance to paralyze for some reason. Yeah. Which I didn't totally understand. Like, maybe the other Pokemon's getting trapped in a big bubble or something is the logic behind it. But, like, <laughs> suddenly bubble is a much better move than it was in any of the Pokemon, like, video games. Yeah. So, though all these Pokemon themselves are familiar to us, their movesets and, like, capabilities in general are totally foreign. Yeah. You have to read the info on every move until you know what they are because you have no idea what's going on here i mean there are moves that don't exist like Rhydon has ram which sucks and i fucking hated it by the way i have lots of Rhydons on my team oh. and i don't even use ram because it does like a shitload of damage to you as well yeah it's got recoil some of them are also like raichu will have thunder and thunder is like 60 damage and then you flip a coin, and if you get tails, then it's 30 damage to Raichu as well. Yeah, I hate those moves. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, high-risk, high-reward stuff in this. Yeah. And you can't be quite as flippant, because though there is a revive card, I've never used it, because it's like... Revive is the same as in the video game, where uh, they revive with half of their hit points. Yeah. So it's like, why would I ever risk this? I, um have a zap i have i have sorry i have several zap doses okay i do i do as well and one of them is bad <laughs> i have like three that are good and they're higher level and then i have one or two that are bad and lower level and they only have one move and the move does a ton of damage lightning damage and then it also does damage to bench pokemon thunderstorm or something but then it also does damage to zapdos and like a shitload of damage to zapdos and it's like, well, I can't do this every fucking turn. Because it doesn't even have that many hit points. It's kind of cool, I guess, that you can do a bunch of damage to the active Pokemon, a, a little damage to the bench Pokemon, but then you end up doing a bunch to yourself, too. It's like, well, okay, so you're going to give me two like shots at this? It's also his one. He only has one move, and that's the one move. Yeah, Thunderstorm. So it's like, I, this. I, I'm going to do this two turns in a row and then die? Bad. Stupid. It's wild. For each of your opponent's bench Pokemon, flip a coin. If heads, this attack does 20 damage to that Pokemon. Don't apply weakness or resistance for bench Pokemon. Then, Zapdos does 10 damage times the number of tails to itself. It's wild. And the base damage is only 40 on that. No way. There are certain moves where like, you flip a coin to assess damage. Fucking Geodude has this move called rock throw or something yeah i think so where you just keep flipping and every time you get a head it's 10 damage and you keep flipping as long as you keep getting heads yeah and every now and then the fucking computer would get like eight heads in a row oh my god 80 damage out of nowhere it's totally unexpected from a weak ass fucking geo dude We're talking a lot about Pokemon. We're talking a lot about the cards. We're talking a lot about their moves. What are you working with? First of all, what is your character's name? And what starter deck did you choose? My character is Joshua, of course. Okay. Classic. Sticking with the tried and true. Yeah. Why rock the boat? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to rock the boat, not on a mini series, you know? Yeah. I would call this Joshua the first from the first generation. This is like when he was just learning about pokemon you know it's a prequel you play the card game before you can actually get into the real game this is anakin skywalker before he went evil okay and turned into i, I don't darth vader I think he's sort of a liberator 
uh, most of the time. I'm sure a lot of people think Darth Vader's a liberator, too. (laughs) Uh, Liberating these Pokemon from doing whatever they want and not helping me out. (laughs) So this is younger Josh. This is the seven, eight, nine-year-old Josh, Joshua. Okay, okay. So you start the game, and it does have the same setup as any of the other ones, except they just, (laughs) Hudson Soft blows through any kind of fucking reason for why you're here. You just show up in Dr. Mason is his name, Dr. Mason's lab. Listen, you're playing fucking Pokemon. Yeah. What, What more do you want is what they say. Yeah. You talk to this guy who knows what any kind of relation, no one cares. And Dr. Mason's like... Oh, so you finally want to play Pokemon. Throw some cards. I got my doctorate in trading card games. It's like, (laughs) can you do that? What what get up is this? (laughs) Also, no tree name. I love that it was like Nintendo and Game Freak were like, no, no, no. This professor does not get a tree name. This is no (laughs) officially sanctioned professor. Yeah. And... You get a selection of three decks, and they're starter decks, and they, as you might imagine, are a Bulbasaur and friends, Mm -hmm. Charmander and friends, and Mm -hmm. Squirtle and friends. Mm -hmm. And so each of them is predominantly grass, predominantly water, predominantly fire. Which one did you choose? I went Bulbasaur and friends this time. Oh, cute. Because that was uh, the first holographic I ever got was Venusaur, and so... I've always had an attachment to that line. Right. Did you get a sense if there was a predominant secondary type with Bulbasaur and Friends? Oh, yeah. So Bulbasaur and Friends is major grass and minor water. Oh, interesting. Competing types. Yeah. Interesting. What did you do? What's what's your char? My character is called Squirt. Squirt. Just Squirt. S. Q-U-I-R-T, all caps, and it is also the boy version of Mr. Squirt. He hasn't quite earned <laughs> no Mr. Yet. the honorific of Mr. yet. So a prequel as well. A prequel. And he's a boy Squirt, and he's just learning about the world, and learning about the world of Pokemon, and he's not ready to go catch Pokemon yet, but he is ready to play the Pokemon trading card game. Right. Well, and his mommy won't let him go out yet. Well, his mommy did let him go to this fucking like island where all they do is play Pokemon trading <laughs> card games. True. Maybe Doctor Mason is our mommy. Doctor Mason is our mommy, and it's. I don't think they ever said whether or not Doctor Mason was male or female. No, you can't tell from the sprite. <laughs> I actually do. It. Look at the sprite. I at least have my DS open for this because. Another thing you'll discover about this game is you can't really look anything up. As we said earlier, the problem with the name of this game is that it makes it impossible to look up. Yeah, and it's so old and it wasn't that popular. So there are no screenshots of the Pokemon, for example, and we need to refer to them. Anyway, Dr. Mason, totally androgynous. Yeah. I think it's our mommy. Could be our mommy. And it's nice to have an origin story for both Joshua and Squirt. Although then, who does that make our mom in red and blue? Adopted mom. Maybe Dr. Mason is our cool, like... Uh, it's like it's like an auntie, sort of. Like, we go stay with Dr. Mason on the summers on her Pokemon trading card game island. Yeah. Where everyone plays Pokemon trading card game. When mommy needs a little me time, yeah. she sends us off to hang out with Dr. Mason. 
Well, mommy needs to go to the fighting dojo. <laughs> she sends us off. There. Train deep, deep in the mountains. Spend the summer with Dr. Mason. Our cool aunt. Okay, so my guy is Squirt. He has Squirtle and Friends, the deck, which is predominantly water, obviously. But then I think, and I can't remember because I've honestly just completely torn down the deck and rebuilt it so many times. I think the original deck was water with a minor in psychic. Oh, that's interesting. But I really hated all the psychics, so I got rid of them all. I would have liked that. And now it is mostly a water and fighting deck. Pretty equal parts, actually. Okay. With a minor in electric. Okay. So we have fun. We have fun and we get wild and we get wet and willy and, and silly. So we'll do, we'll do our first ever card check. Card check. It's the card check. Card check is like, what were the cards that you were feeling this week? We're not leveling Pokemon. No. Card check is what were the mons that helped you out? And then, you know, how many cards do you have overall? Right. Unique cards. The thing that is leveling each gym is the number of cards you accumulate from opening booster packs. Right. And you want as many cards as possible because it helps you build out other decks. There's space in the menus for you to build out five separate distinct decks. Right. So you want to accumulate as many cards as possible. And every time, as we said, you beat one of these club members or club masters, you get a bunch of cards and booster decks. So it's a real mark of pride to have a lot of cards, and it means you're playing the game well, um, and you're beating a lot of members and masters. No, let's not. Let's so not let's get, start. Let's not get crazy. With you, how many cards do you have? A hundred and forty-three. Well, I should also say this is unique cards. Now I'm confused because you have two hundred and twenty-five, but there are two hundred and twenty-six unique cards. There's no way you could have that many already. Where are you seeing unique cards? Status on the menu, start menu. I have 143 out of 226. Oh, maybe I just read the wrong screen. Oh, yeah. Let me go look. Oh, this could be a great little reveal here. Let me go look. Actually, look how many I have total, 420. Hell yeah. 420, baby. Okay, okay. Well, now what's it looking like? So forget everything I just said (laughs) about how having a lot of cards is better uh that however you have the more cards you have that means that you're more powerful it's an efficiency. and smarter this game is about efficiency the opposite of that this game is about this game is about doing the most you can as efficiently as possible and with as few cards as possible and that's actually the real skill okay and i have 115 unique cards okay mayor cheat oh mayor cheats still over here on this little island too and I have 115 unique cards, and I have, where did you see that 420? So status gives you, like, your trainer ID page, and then card is just like, show me how many cards I got in general. I have 371 cards. Okay, so I have 420. Yeah. And I have 143 unique, so interesting. So, and this game's about efficiency, because I did beat three gyms. Sure, sure, but I've built three unique decks i only have one deck that i keep tearing down and rebuilding from scratch i've also spent seven hours and 20 minutes on this fucking game already which is like not scalable (laughs) i've only spent four hours to throw a little my creative strategy background in there this is not a scalable execution currently (laughs) at some point 
the Squirtle and Friends deck, which I've never bothered to rename, had literally zero water type Pokemon in it. At least rename it. <laughs> when I was headed into the Lightning Gym, I took out all the water Pokemon, and it was a purely fighting and electric type deck. Yeah. I keep tearing it down and rebuilding it from scratch, and it's a good strategy because I don't have enough energy cards to build out whole new decks. You get 60 cards in your hand, and you need roughly like 20 to 25 energy, 20 to 25 Pokemon, including evolutions and all that junk, and the remainder go to items, right? Yeah. And I don't have enough energy cards to build out entirely new decks. There's one guy in Dr. Mason's lab who, specifically when you beat him, which I did out of the gate and I think affected this. Yeah. Because you can fortunately keep fighting any of the club members in the whole thing. He gives you energy booster packs specifically. Yeah. Let's talk about Armon. We did a lot of battling this week. Each gym, each club has like three or four members yeah there's one club master and then there's three lackeys and they're just club members and they're just kind of hanging out in the same room as the club master i think if you wanted to it's like a gym setup you could just go and fight the club master but every now and then a club master will say something like you don't have enough cards to take me on we found out the hard way right this week me in particular but we did a bunch of battling this week because some of us did three gyms some of us did two gyms some of us have more cards and more diverse decks yeah even if it's fewer clubs but that's fine maybe They're too both diverse fine. maybe too diverse because you can't like settle on a direction and you're really struggling to get through the game it sounds like. i like building out different play styles and i theme them by the way and they all have fun names for my decks as well okay well, tell me what <laughs> one of them is the Surf and Turf. Okay, and that's rock and water? It's the rebranded Bulbasaur and Friends. Surf and oh, Turf. Oh, water and grass. That makes sense. Water and grass. Yeah. Turf. Grass. That's funny. I like it. I toyed around with some shit. I got a bunch of, like, fossils. You treat them as Pokemon, but then you can evolve them to Omanyte and Kabuto. Yeah, and their evolved forms... Oh, yeah, and Aerodactyl. It's an interesting how they did the fossils is like you have to send out a mysterious fossil. A one hit point mysterious fossil with no moves. Yeah, and it's treated as a Pokemon even though it is like in the item category. Yeah. So if it's on the bench, it's fine. But if you do have to put it in the attacking slot, it can just get killed. Right. But any of those fossil Pokemon evolve off of the mysterious fossil. Yeah. Thought that was pretty cool. Let's talk about our favorite boys on our teams that did the most damage this week. Yeah. Tell me about your mon. So my two main boys and girls, my two main dudes. They don't have genders, do they? No. It's Gen 1, so the Nidorans are male and female. Um, and actually, <laughs> that reminds me, I have a comment, actually, as well. Have you had the Nido Queen? Speaking of genders, do you have the Nido Queen card yet? I might, but I've never played it. Not only were they like, well, these two Pokemon are the only two that have genders in this game, but we're going to go all in on this. So Nido Queen... It's got a vagina. <laughs> well, it's got the... It's got the bazongas, like usual. Yeah, well, of course, but you said all in. Well, Nido Queen's first ability is called Boyfriends. Nice. <laughs> and what does it do? Boyfriends, uh, one grass energy and one colorless, or one anything. Boyfriends, 20 damage. 
but it does 20 damage plus 20 more damage for each Nido King you have in play. <laughs> so if Nido Queen's got her... Your boyfriend's and... coming beat up the Pokemon. <laughs> her boyfriend's coming and it's going to mean trouble. Yeah. She could have lots of boyfriends, which is <laughs> progressive, provocative. I'm dying to hear about your Pokemon, Josh. And I would love to after, after this break. Yeah. Yeah. I could use a beer. Me too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Josh, we're back. It's card check still. Still in card check. They won't always be this long. We just need to do a lot of explaining the game and explaining the mechanics of the game. It's also like arbitrary. What? Who do we even like? I picked three. I've nominated three. I've also nominated three. Two of them are surprising to me. Which is why I think this game is interesting. So my first and my number one boy in this run through has been Kangaskhan. What? You have this card? No, I don't have a Kangaskhan. Oh man, it's fun. What's its moves? Kangaskhan is just a normal type, or rather colorless type, level 40. Okay. 90 hit points. That's pretty good. Its weakness is fighting and its resistance is psychic. Mm-hmm. But its moves, I think, are very fascinating. So its moves are fetch, and it's just fetch. And it's just one anything energy to use it. And fetch just draws a card. Ooh, that is nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that makes me jealous. I don't have shit like that. Yeah, I got Kangaskhan like, in one of my earliest packs. It was like the first one that was like an interesting card. What you want to think about with this card is, well, it's got 90 hit points, so you could just leave it in the back. Or... Because its attack move takes four energy of any color, and that is Comet Punch, which is a move that Kangaskhan has in the games as well, in the video games. But how it works in this, Comet Punch, 20x, you flip four coins, and this attack does 20 damage times the number of heads. Jesus. So most of the time when I've been using them, I'm getting 40 damage. But there have been a couple of times when I've gotten 80. Jesus. Which is a one-hit KO for most Pokemon. There is a huge gap between the one and the four. So depending on like when I get it, basically, just having it out the entire time, like I said in that other game, and just put one energy on it and just keep drawing cards while I build up the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you get it late game, you put it on the bench, get it four. With four energies on it. Yeah, and then it comes yeah. out fucking swinging. Love Kangaskhan. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Then Dugong level 42. It's my next one. I got a couple seals in Dugongs, and I just don't really like them. Look at Dugong's sweet. It's the two little teeth are out. Ice Beam is too expensive. Here's my strategy with Dugong. So Dugong has 80 hit points, level 42. It has Aurora Beam for 50 damage, and it requires two waters and then one anything. Then Ice Beam is two waters and two whatever for 30 damage, but you flip a coin and if heads, the defending Pokemon is now paralyzed. 
Here's my strategy. I don't bother with Ice Beam. I just put three energy on Dugong, and I just blast out Aurora Beams. I mean, even three energy is pretty pricey, but yeah. But that's for a 50 good damage, yeah. I think it's pretty good. It's a bruiser. It's a bruiser. Yeah. And then my last one is just a recent acquisition. I haven't even brought him into the field, but it is Mewtwo. Yeah, of course. I thought I would not be getting a Mewtwo card until like the end of the game. And so I'm working on a psychic electric deck, which I'm calling Brainstorm. Nice. Think about it. Yeah. Mewtwo and Zapdos are going to be the two like things that I'm trying to build toward. So it's level 53, 60 hit points, psychic, which does 10 damage plus 10 more damage for each energy card attached to the defending Pokemon, which is fun. And it's only one psychic and one whatever for Mewtwo to use. And then barrier, two psychic, discard one psychic energy attached to Mewtwo in order to use this attack. And during the next turn, prevent all effects of attacks, including damage done to Mewtwo. So this thing can just sit around and like blast out attacks or just consume them. And the other thing I liked is that, and I had to get a prop during that break, it's got the design. So you look at the Mewtwo card here that I have. Do you have Gen 1 Pokemon trading card games lying around your house? One of my greatest regrets is I sold all of my Pokemon cards growing up in which I had these sets also, base, fossil, jungle, and also gym, but actually the only first edition like original card I have from when I was a kid is this Mewtwo because I saved every Mewtwo card that I have. That's got to be worth some money. So I've got like 20 Mewtwo cards and I have nothing else. But this is my one childhood hangover here. I don't have any. I will say this, Josh. Yeah. If you pushed me to, I would play Pokemon trading card game IRL with you once we are allowed to be IRL again. I, uh... You know it's percolating. We go to the bar. This game's got it percolating. It takes up less space than uh, Star Wars X-Wing. That's true. It seems like a lot of fun, and I do love trading card games. So, Yeah, and I got a head start with all my Mewtwo's. Something to think about. <laughs> what What are your favorite Mons? I, I didn't... I, I'm not even... like I didn't min-max as much as you. I just like... <laughs> I don't think that's how it works in this one. I got guys in my deck that every now and then would come out, and I'm just like, fuck, this is a useful Pokemon, you know? Yeah. And the first one was Lapras. Uh, I don't have that one. Lapras is just reliable. I have three of them, and all three of them are in play. Tell me about Lapras. It has 80 hit points, so it's pretty tough. It can take a bunch of hits, which is nice. It also only requires one water energy to be useful because its first move is water gun uh and water gun is great in this game too it does 10 damage but then the more water energy you stack on lapras the more damage water gun does yeah up to 30 but then if you're like fighting the fire gym which i was for a significant portion of the week this week it does double damage because of weaknesses so all of a sudden, like your 30 hit points is 60 and it's just like brutal. Oh, no wonder you're blasting away that fire club. It's weakness is electric and weirdly it doesn't have any resistances, but it's just so good. That's another aspect of this game is like they don't all have a weakness and they don't all have a resistance. And then for some reason, its second move is Confuse Ray, which costs two water, but I didn't. I never even used it that much because it's just like causes confusion and does 10 damage. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. So anyway, this thing could take a lot of hits. 
It can deal a lot of damage. Just a reliable little mon. All right. My second one, which I also have three of, is Hitmonchan. So useful. I got one of those. I haven't used it yet, though. It has 70 hit points, so it's pretty tough. And it only requires one energy to be useful because its initial move is Jab, which does 20 hit points of damage, which is pretty good Jesus, for a yeah. one energy move. But then once you get up to three energies, two fighting and one colorless, you get Special Punch, which does 40 damage. And that's fighting damage, which is, for some reason, super effective against lightning. Oh, man. Yeah, that's wild. Okay. Which is great. I got to build a fighting deck. I don't have that yet. The fighting deck is great. And then my last guy is also in my fighting deck. And it's Machamp. Ooh. It's a throwback. I have a whole line of Machops, Machokes, and Machamps. I think I have four Machops, three Machokes, and two Machamps. And so I'm I'm able to pretty regularly get the full evolution on the back lines. Oh, that's luxurious. And Machamp has... Well, first of all, he has 100 hit points, which is crazy. 100? Yeah. Jesus. And he has one move called Seismic Toss, which does 60 damage. And it's got the fucking raddest battle animation I've ever seen in my life. I haven't gotten to see that yet. It's so cool. He throws the world at the other Pokemon, which is cool. <laughs> but then when it hits, it cracks. And it's sort of a view of Australia and Asia. And when it hits the other Pokemon, the bottom cracks and Australia and Japan like fall to the bottom of the globe. <laughs> Whoa, what? It's really cool. There's some sort of geopolitics at play here. Yeah, it's super effective against <laughs> electric as well. So it's like I would do 120 damage to some Pokemon. It was so overpowered. Yeah, because I guess they treat it like ground. Yeah. Wild. And those are my three favorite Pokemon this week. Fighting, I think, is like a sleeper hit. You don't get the cards very easily. It seems like it's maybe a late game and much, much better than it normally is. Yeah. Because of the subsumption of uh, rock and ground. And, like, I haven't faced off against a lot of psychic-type Pokemon yet, which is its one weakness, so... All right. It's great. Pretty good. Let's talk about these clubs we beat, which apparently is only two this week. Sorry. Well, I can talk about my experiences beyond those two, but they were bad. So we decided when we launched the game, you start in the south west corner of the island at dr mason's lab and we said over text the other night that we would go in clockwise order which was arbitrary yeah you can access any of the map from the beginning we also decided that we would do three gyms this week which means that we would do the lightning club the rock club and then there was a moment of contention between me and josh <laughs> yeah on whether clockwise then meant the psychic club or the fire club i said fire josh said psychic yeah but i think we're gonna settle on fire because psychic is apparently very hard and also i already beat the fire gym well yeah yeah i'll tweet out a map and you guys can tell me where you would go because obviously you'd go to psychic to me the psychic gym looks like it's in the center of the island and it's a spiral where we're going in a spiral if you're purely selecting using the d-pad the things that it highlights in order Lightning Club, Rock Club, Ishihara's House, Challenge Hall, and then Psychic Club. Huh. Well, 
Maybe it's because I have a water type deck, but I just ended up going to the fire club somehow. And anyway, I went to that psychic club. Yeah, and it sucks, right? And the reason I was not able to defeat the fire club today was not because I couldn't. It was because I just literally ran out of time. Because last night I was up until 1 a.m. on a Sunday defeating this fucking psychic club. And then when I finally get to the... That's bananas because it's fucking Tuesday now. So if you were up till 1 a.m. on a Sunday and that was yesterday... Or, I mean, Jesus. Monday. Who, wait. Oh, my God. Monday. <laughs> Who knows what the days are anymore? <laughs> Come on. That's not how we measure time anymore. I went to this psychic club. Yeah. And I spent literally a half hour fighting fucking club member Stephanie because she had a Mr. Mime. Yeah. Ugh. I can't wait for you to go through this. This Mr. Mime has a Pokemon power called Invisible Wall. And what Invisible Wall does is whenever an attack, including your own, does 30 damage or more to Mr. Mime, you prevent that damage. Completely? Yes. So you can only do 20 damage or less. So you just have to like get a weak mon to like nickel and dime this thing. Yeah, and my Kangaskhan was out when Mr. Mime came out, and she was fully powered. Why, why not swap out for another Pokemon? Uh, I also had an energy deficiency. There were a number of problems. Oh, that's another rule we should explain. You can retreat in battle, yeah. which means you can go to your bench and pick another Pokemon, but you do have to sacrifice some of the attached energy to your active Pokemon to do that. Yeah. Unless you have a trainer card called Switch which lets you do it for free. And I do have that in my deck, and I was waiting for it, and I didn't get it in time. I did defeat her, yeah. but I could not access, what's his face, Murray, Club Master Murray, because he would not talk to me, because apparently I didn't have enough cards, and that's how I got into this situation. Another feature of the virtual console version of this game that we're playing on 3DS and 2DS that I used liberally that it sounds like you didn't take advantage of as much is the no. save point feature. Yeah. Which is at any point you can tap the lower screen and it opens up the like virtual console menu and you can just save the game wherever you are. So going into every single battle, I would save the game on a restore point. And then if the battles didn't look great or it started to go south, I would immediately reload and just start the battle over again. I discovered that late in the game. It did not tell me because I guess it didn't hit the menu, whatever item. All the virtual console games have this save point, restore point feature, except for the Pokemon games. Right. So I'm not used to this because yeah. these are the only virtual console games that I've played. And it's really handy. And that screwed me over a couple of times, actually. Just save going into every single battle and you'll be fine. Well, I will. We'll be doing that now. So Lightning Club, it's it's sort of difficult to talk about these gyms and battles because every battle is unique yeah. because it's randomized and because there's a hint of luck involved and all this kind of stuff. So it's like you might go in and battle a, a trainer and they only have one Pokemon and you beat them in like three turns. And the cards that they play each time are totally different or can be totally different. They obviously have set 60-card decks. But Josh and I likely saw entirely different Pokemon from each of these trainers. Yeah. And they'll each have like a little theme. Like one of the people in the fire club has an anger deck. Yeah. And he's got like fire and fighting. 
Right. So it's also much more nuanced than like the scrubs you would meet in a gym in the main canon games. Yeah. Like it's no four onyxes or whatever. Right. (laughs) The first club we go to, the lightning club, the first one you approach has a Pikachu deck, which is just full of various kinds of Pikachu, including classic Pikachu. Yeah. Flying Pikachu, Raichu, all these Pikachus, which sucks because each of them have like different moves too. Like, yeah. Flying Pikachu has my rock type slash fighting type Pokemon were ineffective against it because it's flying. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Even like the baseline Pikachus have different abilities, which I guess we should point out as well. It's like there's an incentive to get repeat cards because some versions of that Pokemon are better than others. And it's usually like Pikachu level 12 has like spark and then like Pikachu level fucking, I don't know, Pikachu level like 15 has gnaw and thunder jolt. Right. But then she has Jennifer (laughs) in lightning club has flying Pikachus and surfing Pikachus. Ugh. And I hated both of them. But you know what I liked about them? What? They're icons. Yeah, they are good. Because surfing Pikachu is Joshi's sweetie. Okay, Surfing Pikachu is Joshy Sweetie. I sent you the sprite. It's cute. I like it. Take take a look. He's got like crazy eyes. His arms are way too short for his giant body. It's all out of proportion. The surfboard's tiny. It looks like a boogie board. It looks like he's surfing on sunshine, man, and I love the Surfing Pikachu. I like him too, and I like Flying Pikachu. They're both very cute. Yeah, and the Flying Pikachu is like the balloon Pikachu. Yeah. You beat all the club members in the electric, the lightning gym, and then Clubmaster Isaac is the, the big boss. Yeah. And he's got a deck called the Zapping Self-Destruct deck, which is surprising because I don't think he ever did a move called Self-Destruct ever. No, he didn't do that to me either. Weird. What's I don't get it then. He's got electrodes, which probably have Self-Destruct, but he never used it, either because he's incompetent or I killed the electrodes before he had a chance to, or both. That's what I did too, because again, fighting is super effective against electric. So either I would have Machamp in, or I would have a Hitmonchan in, and both of them just like decimated this dude's team. Yeah, I went in on this one. I had to modify my Bulbasaur and Friends deck, obviously, because it was water and grass. So I swapped out all of the water for electric Pokemon, actually. That works, but you should go fighting next time because it's even better. I didn't have enough fighting, man. I'll try out fighting in this next one. Once we beat Clubmaster Isaac, you get the uh, lightning medal. You get medals this time. Not very creative with their naming either. No, phoned it in. I mean, I would say like all of the dialogue in general, this is not Pokemon proper style. So then you go on to the Rock Club where you fight Clubmaster Gene. Gene? Gene? Yeah. He's kind of a cool old man. Yeah, Clubmaster Gene. He says, Rock is good. It's hard and strong. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's wait until after hours for that kind of a comment. But I understand what you're saying. I beat him easily. And he gave me the Rock medal. My nemesis of this portion was Rock Club member Matthew. Yeah. And he's the one who has the Snorlax. And we were just like, stockpiling shit oh yeah i did lose him once and then i crushed him his deck is called the hard pokemon deck which is pretty gross and again like these games are very sexual in nature so it's not me yeah and hudson soft yeah went a little hard in on it i beat gene 
pretty easily. And then as I was leaving, a gentleman approached me. Oh, yeah. And his name was Ronald. And he is my rival. And it didn't give me the option of naming him Bad Josh. So I guess he's just called fucking Ronald this time. That's what mine was called, too. Weird. He's plaguing us. I hate this guy. And he forced me into a battle, and I beat him easily. And how about you? Oh, and I beat him easily, and actually, that actually leads me to a segment I have called <laughs> Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Because when I beat Ronald, he gave me a card. Oh, that's nice. Ronald's promotional card, Jigglypuff Level 12. And normally I don't have any issue with Jigglypuff, necessarily. I think it's pretty outrageous to put Jigglypuff into this category. But this card art is so bad. The card art for Ronald's promotional card, Jigglypuff Level 12, is so bad. It looks like some, like, bad 90s, like, gradient bullshit. It's so bad. I showed it to you before we started, and you even said it's bad. We talked about this before we started recording, and I was like, no, the Jigglypuff cards are very sweet. And I showed him the two that I had. Because there's three different Jigglypuff cards. Right. At various levels. One of them is just a sweet Jigglypuff singing in a tree, and this one is like... It looks like shit. sucks. It just it looks like one of those Moomoos in the Moomoo Farm course on Mario Kart. Like the very early... Like, oh, we can do 3D now, and it's all just bulbous and, like, one color, and it's terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I didn't even beat Ronald, so... Not all of us beat Ronald. I didn't even get to get one of those cards because I rushed out of the club. You can fucking have mine. I hate it. And I hadn't saved because I didn't think anyone would challenge me. So I rushed out, and then Ronald comes fucking storming out, and then he throws all of this at me. And uh, I, I mean, I just straight up lost to Ronald. Woof. I'm a little ashamed. I'll you should admit. be ashamed. It sucks. I'll admit I'm a little ashamed that I lost to Ronald and I didn't have a save that I could back up to. Like, what now happens? Do you just not fight Ronald again? Believe me, I looked it up because I was like, am I going to have to restart this entire game? No. So the challenge hall, which you gloss over because we can't do anything with it yet late game you can go there and just keep doing challenges they have challenge cups and then that's how you can get all of the promotional cards for all the ones that you miss in like the story basically got it and then i went to go beat the fighter club but not all of us did that so we'll talk about that next week yeah i made it in there and i did fell two of the trainers and then i just ran out of time next week and i have comments about them but i will save that until next week bug trainers or club members. Club members. This has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. We are playing through the Pokemon trading card game. Game. The uh, Game Boy. Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> game Boy Color game on Game Boy Color. Yeah. I've been Tanky, which is a card, Mankey, available in the game. Right. Tanky. Tanner, Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my host, Kakunosh, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Josh Felstad. And Kakuna is a card available in the game. We will be back next week where we will take on the fire gym, oh. the science gym, science, and the good to see somebody still cares about science these days, you know, and the grass gym. Okay. If one of us can manage to get the fucking work done this week. Oh, I think I already got the work done in a lot of other ways, having multiple decks with cool names, more cards. But obviously, I'll tell you this, Josh. I underestimated this game. I'll admit it. 
I'll tell you this. I underestimated this game. I have seven Tangelas, and I'm thinking <laughs> about building in an all Tangela deck just to see what that's like. That's not going to work out, and I hate it. Although I would tell you, Tangela card is pretty good. Yeah, it's cute. I've used Tangela a fair amount. Yeah. I have seven of them, and I'm just like, let's do it. Let's build an all Tangela deck. I just need to get a bunch of leaf energy first. So join us next week where we will be doing those gyms get this game if you have a ds it's actually super fun it's really fun six dollars who gives a shit it's really good and i'm going to be playing it for another two hours right after this and subscribe follow on apple podcasts and rate review spotify rate review pocket casts tell your friends overcast you know all of them tell your friends follow us on twitter and instagram and twitch at exp share pod that's it yeah see you next week smell you next week smell you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs>